Mr. Shabazz is in the building. In the building. How you doing, Desmond? Good, brother. How are you? I'm blessed, man. Blessed and not stressed. Amen, man. That's all you can hope for, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, so how's your day? How's everything? I know you say you're doing good. What you had going on today? Oh, man, in the trenches as usual. <laughs> it don't stop, man. I'm actually uh, been a little bit under the weather this week, and everybody's telling me take a break, sit down, get some rest. Oh, man, I probably slept maybe good for maybe two days, but I've been up 2 in the morning, uh, going to sleep at 2 in the morning, getting up uh 7 30 you know just just locking in man business as usual and i don't do business because i have to i mean we all have to generate income but man i do it because i love it yeah that's so, what matters man when you love something man so passionate it's like damn i don't think i want to sleep i don't want to miss nothing man man you hear about you know some of the greats going 72 hours without sleep. I was watching something on Dr. Dre, and uh, he said, man, 72 hours without sleeping, without eating, and uh, didn't even know the time had passed. You know, so that's just when you just get in the zone, and, um, you know, the mind has uh, definitely the ability to override the body, for sure. Absolutely. That's very true, man. So before we get into this, I just want to say thank you, brother, for uh, accepting my invitation to come on the pod. I really appreciate it, man. And welcome to the Desert Experience, man. Man, glad to be here, man. It's a pleasure. It's a blessing. Thank you. Anytime, anytime. So we're going to get right into it, brother. Okay? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I think if my screen blacks out, then it cuts out the uh, the voice. So I think maybe that's what happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just saying we're going to get right into it. All right, let's do it. All right, so your first topic, talk about your life story from, like, your childhood all the way up to now. Okay, so uh, life story, childhood, man, um, technically born in Alabama. Um, but uh, I guess we moved here when I was probably about one or two years old, you know, way before a time that I can remember. So I pretty much grew up in a city called Maywood, uh, in Illinois. Um, wasn't the, the, the best of neighborhoods to grow up in. Wasn't the worst. Uh, but we were we were kind of ranked on that crime level, you know. So uh, but it didn't seem so bad when you grow up in it. It, it doesn't seem so bad. You know, I uh, grew up uh, single mother household, single parent household, single mom, a uh, couple brothers and sisters. And, um, you know, uh, growing up in that environment, you have to make the best of situations. And uh, it prepares you for a lot of things, but uh, it can also uh, trap you into uh, a system as well if you're not careful. And uh, sometimes people look at, and you just bringing this up, make, making me think about it, but sometimes we look at uh, individuals that come from impoverished neighborhoods and we say, man, if they, they just keep making bad decisions and they got choices and things of that nature, but sometimes we don't realize when an individual grows up in that type of environment and that's all they see, they tend, we tend to mimic 
because as as children, as adolescents, right? Even if you look at the animal kingdom, right? How do we learn everything? We mimic everything. And when you find yourself just mimicking certain actions, and then you got all these other individuals mimicking certain actions, uh, you can find yourself in a bad position uh, because you really haven't seen anything that was better than what was happening in your surroundings unless you saw it on TV. Right. right? And TV's not real. <laughs> no. So, yeah, yeah. So that's a little bit about my my childhood, man, and kind of where I come from. Nice. Sound like from humble beginnings, man, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Yes, sir. So before we move to the next topic, how's your relationship like with your mother today and your siblings? Yeah, so actually my mother passed away. Mm. Uh, she passed away probably about 18 years ago. Yeah, probably about 18 years, almost 19 years ago. So she passed away, breast cancer, something that's prevalent in our communities. Um, so I'm 40 years old, so it's been it's been a while. Um, and then the relationship with my siblings is good. You know, it's not, I won't say we had the best, the tightest relationships, but, you know, we still communicate, talk, and, you know, uh, everybody's kind of like doing their thing and sometimes life kind of gets in the way of that, but we bring it back for the holidays and the kids, nieces and nephews, basketball games and things of that nature. Most definitely, man. I just want to send my condolences to your mom, man. That's, that's not easy, man. No, not at all, man. You know, but man, uh, one thing that I was taught that she taught me, man, is that death is inevitable. You right. know, it's something that's going to happen. And, you know, um, if we truly pass it on, right, to something greater, something better, then it really shouldn't be a time for mourning. It should really be a time for celebration because right. they pass it on to somewhere, to a higher plane, to a better place. When we when we really mourn, right, at, at, at funerals and things and when people pass, is really what we're suffering is the loss that we've received, right? And, and, right. and we're mourning because we can't have what we necessarily want, that individual with us here. But, you know, if they're going to heaven and you and if it's your, your choice, and I'm snatching you back from heaven because I want you here for me, they go, why you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I was in heaven. I was in heaven. <laughs> you should have saw it up there, you know? Like so, so uh, you know, that's just one way of thinking about it. But yeah, definitely, man. Uh, you know, it's a sensitive to- topic, and I'm always gonna be sensitive to anyone that's has, has lost any loved ones because I know how it feels. Right, absolutely. I'm just glad you still have uh a good relationship with your siblings because I know that's what your mother would want. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, shout out to all the single moms out there, man. That's not easy. Man, let's go. Keep your head up. That's right. A la Tupac. Man, come on now. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so your next topic is what made you break out of corporate America and decide to pursue real estate full time? Well, I mean, a lot of people say, break out of corporate America. 
I had to break into corporate America. <laughs> I never okay. wanted to be in corporate America, you know, but you know, it's a system and you kind of got to follow the system. And this is how you make money. You go to the, to the restaurant, you go to the store, you put in an application and, and you get a job and you start making money that way. Right. But, you know, I never wanted to, to, to work a job ever. It's always been in my blood to be an entrepreneur, you know, um, that's kind of what I was raised around, entrepreneurship. Whether it was legitimate or illegitimate, it was still a form of entrepreneurship. Right. Not, some, some of those decisions might not be the best decisions, but it's still a form of entrepreneurship, and you tend to mimic what you see, and you saw entrepreneurship, right? right. Um, so I always had that in me, uh, even if it was I mean, cutting grass, washing cars, and, you know, uh, whatever, whatever, if I, if I, if there was something I could sell or something, we, we did anything we could to become entrepreneurs. You know, you have individuals that want to either play sports or become a boss, become an entrepreneur, right. In one form of fashion or another. Right. So, uh, for me, it was always a desire. I had several businesses over the course of my time on this planet. Um, always seeking, uh, after breaking into corporate America, I broke into corporate America to look for an exit strategy out of it. It was right. always a, a tool. The plan was always to be a stepping stone, never really to be, Hey, I want to be the head, you know, C CFO of this company or well, not even a CFO. That's a that's a great title. Just pretty much you there, almost boots on the ground in most cases. But never wanted to be like a top managerial position, uh, a director in a. I never really wanted that. I had an opportunity to have that, but I never really that, that never really was for me. Um, so it it was always easy to, you know, say, you know, here's something that I can leverage to. That's, and now it's I'm building it and it's working and it's developing. Okay, this is this is the this is the out right here. Yeah, definitely, man. Like you just want to be successful in life. You don't want people to try to control you or anything. You want to show that you know your worth and you want other people to respect you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? Um, you know, respect is earned, and you can have respect in corporate America. You can have respect at a McDonald's. You can have res uh, res uh, have respect being a janitor. <clears throat> you know, this respect is earned, right? right. Um, so, um, but and, and your and your worth. When we talk about worth, and we talk about a nine to five job, um, you know, in most cases, I would not say in all cases, but in most cases, for the average individual working a nine to five job. They're never going to pay you your worth. Nope. It's impossible. It's, all, it's pretty much impossible to pay that many people their worth because if they truly paid you their worth, your worth, they would not be able to operate a business. Nope. They go broke. They would go broke. <laughs> right. So you, 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 you can't really go to a nine to five job in most situations and say, you want to pay me what I'm worth. Right. It, right. unless, you, unless your worth, unless you feel like your self-worth is not very high, right? So that's that's another topic of self-worth. But more so for me, 
I like to be able to not have to answer to anyone. Look, salute to my to my to the veterans. Salute to those that's currently serving this country. I take my hats off. But that's just, it's not it's not for me to be demanded or like controlled or and I know for some it's going to be okay well it's discipline I get that I've always been the, the type where look I can discipline myself right I give myself an order right so I never took orders very well and it's nothing wrong with it it's just I never took orders very well and I didn't want to you know um and even when I was in uh, management positions I never barked orders at people you know what I'm saying because it was a movie. It was a movie. Uh, and you probably know this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's Italian movie, gangster movie, my movie, uh, Bronx Tale. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you remember the scene? They were in a bar, and um, he asked, he asked, "Would you rather have people fear you or respect you?" Right. Right. And then the one guy said, "Well, I think he said I- I'd rather have people fear me." And he said, no, that's that's the wrong thing. You don't want to have people fear you because, you know, people could fear you, but you have one young punk that don't fear nothing. And he'll come and just knock you off. Right. But if you got respect from people. When that one young punk starts talking about knocking you off, they'll knock him off before he comes to knock you off. Exactly. They respect right? you. They'll do anything for you. Exactly. So, you know, I always live from a place of respecting other individuals, right? And and showing and proving and not willing to look, whatever I say or whatever I ask someone to do is because you see me do it or I'm willing to do it or I can show you how to do it right here, right now. Right. And that brought a level of respect, like, okay, all right, he ain't just talking to talk, like he can actually walk the walk. All right. So then that that is I, I feel like the best way to lead and, and, and really gain respect and, and not bark orders or, or have people afraid or fearful of you because they're just going to talk about you behind your back anyway, right? Exactly. They won't yeah. have no respect for you. And you're speaking from experience. Like, you know what you're talking about. So you can show them. Like, there's a positive way to lead people and uplift them and stuff like that. So... Yeah. Yeah. So so we went all the way in the circle because going back to me going into entrepreneurship, because I just couldn't have orders being barked at me. And most of the people that I uh, had above me in corporate America as well, um, they were individuals that had big ego, big pride, big. And, and, and they wanted to be on a pedestal and be answered to and say, no, I can't, you know. So when I, I instead of instead of pointing a finger or getting mad or talking about behind somebody else's back, well, let me just go and be my own boss. And then I'll lead the way that I feel like others should lead. Right. Yeah. That's the best way to go, man. Yes, sir. So your next topic is what challenges did you have to overcome to become a top producing realtor? Man, the biggest challenge is self. Mm. You know, the biggest challenge is self. The biggest challenge was mindset. I'll tell you a story. Go for it. I uh, I had just quit my job, quit my nine to five. 
So, you know, the kind of like fear jumps in a little bit. Like, Man, what did you just do? Are you crazy? You know, so I just quit my job. Not about a month after, um, because I was rehab, I was doing some 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 rehabbing on, on my house and stuff. So that kept me busy really for like that first month. So so my mind wasn't like didn't really have time to settle. And then when, once that was done, then my mind kind of settled and I was like, man, what are you doing? And then and literally, and then it, it, so my and my business had got a little bit slow. And uh so literally I'm laying in the bed. And I'm looking at the ceiling. I'm like, oh man, what did I do? I gotta, I gotta do something. And I was like, oh man, I, I started Googling Uber. I started mm. Googling DoorDash. Nothing wrong with those platforms, right? But I said, I, then I had to stop myself. And where, where I stopped myself is because I, I guess, saying this, we all gotta have some type of limits. You know what I mean? We all got to have some type of limits to ourselves. And man, we got to stand for something. Right. You know, have a certain amount of pride, certain amount of uh, integrity or respect for ourselves to say, look, I'm not I'm not going backwards. I'm going to do everything that I, until I do everything that I can. I'm not going to accept less. Right. Now, if right. it comes to that point, you got to do what you got to do, understandable. But I hadn't even reached that point yet, but my mind was already trying to go below that threshold. Mm. And so what stopped me, man, and I owe a lot to this, and it's weird sometimes when you say what you owe something to, and it's something you're like, how could you owe? If I just told you without telling the story, you'd be like, man, what are you talking about? Right? <laughs> I, I got to the point where I was, I had, I had, Book my interview for DoorDash. Okay. And then when I booked my interview, they told me next step was I had to purchase a warming bag because I had to keep the food warm. Okay. So now I'm searching for warming bags. And then at that point, it hit me and it said, man, are you really about to buy this aluminum warming bag? And at that point, I said, no. No, 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 no. You tripping, bruh. And that's when I, I buckled down. I closed that thing. Of course, I never went to the interview. The next day, I just hit the ground running. I contacted everybody in my phone on my social media, picked up two more clients. The next day, I said, oh, yeah, you're in the right business. Absolutely. Yeah. So I owe it, man. Shout out. Shout out to warming bags, bro. Let's go. Yes, sir. <laughs> 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 I owe it to Gotta keep them days on deck. Yeah, <laughs> keep them, keep them in, the, keep them on 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 the shelves in the store because I in the warehouse because I ain't buying them. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I ain't buying what you selling, man. Man, I'm not buying it, man. No way. So that was a game changer for me, man. I said, no, I gotta. I said that's just not even my style, you right? Know? So I had to really check myself in that moment. Yeah, the good thing you had self-awareness to see what was going on. Like, look, I'm I'm not going down this path. I got to go this other way. God has something else planned for me. Man, absolutely. God got something else planned for me. I got something else planned for me because, man, I'm a, I believe that God can have a plan for you. You know what I'm right. saying? But, see... If you deter from that plan, don't mean that he still don't have a plan for you. Right. 
But God ain't going to take one foot and put it in front of the other. And then when you're getting ready to walk one, he ain't going to take your body and turn you one way. Like, we still had our ability to make decisions and movements the way that we... So I don't think everybody can chop everything up to fate. Yeah, now, he, true. Still, he still got that plan for you, that destination. But every time you make a decision that gets you off course, right? If you if we turn on our Google Maps or our Waze Maps and they tell us this is your destination and they tell us to go straight, but we decide that we're going to turn right, your destination is still the same point. Right. But now it's just going to take you a lot longer to get there. You're going to incur some obstacles. You might go through a bad neighborhood. You might hit a pothole. You don't, you might, the police might pull you over. You don't know what's going to, but it's because you went off your destination, it's going to take you longer to get there. Very so true. I had to be, like you say, self aware to say, man, God has a plan for me. I have a plan for me. My plan is aligned with God's plan because God wouldn't let me see it. If it if it if I couldn't achieve it, so let me stay this course, because anything other than that has got to be the devil, right? Yes, sir. Like I said, self awareness matters, man. So your next topic is: What made you decide to switch from being a managing broker to building a team instead? Yeah, yeah. So actually, um, so as a managing broker, so so I basically have two licenses. One as a real estate agent, but one also as a managing broker. As a managing broker, it gives you the right to have your own office. So then you can have agents underneath you. You can actually bring on agents, employee agents into your office, right? Now, right. of course, I want to elevate i want to be a boss right i want to develop time freedom right income right. passive income i want to run a real true business because any business that we run that solely depends on us if we are absent from that business if we get sick we get hurt we go on vacation and that business does not generate income we do. We truly do not have a business. We are self-employed. Right. Right. So becoming a managing broker, see, being a realtor, you're self-employed. Becoming a managing broker means you can have agents under under you or you can employ or bring on agents that a business can run with or without you. Right now, you're putting yourself into the true business cash flow quadrant. Right. Right. Now, you can still do that without being a managing broker. You could build a team as well. But even if you build a team as a realtor, you and your team will still be under the managing broker. Managing broker is the top of the food chain. Mm. Yeah, so you want to be at the top of the food chain. Uh, but then what I decided was I saw a better model to leverage my skill set and reduce my overhead cost. And that model was found in the form of EXP Realty. Right? And it's a model I wish I had saw years ago because, and to break it down as simple as possible, because you got to wait two years to get your managing broker's license. 
EXP can put a brand new agent day one with their license, week one, year one, a brand new agent. EXP can put any agent in the income seat of a managing broker, but without the license or the responsibility. So hmm. we're talking about speeding up your process, right? So right. the model that they have, man, it just gave me so much leverage. It scaled my business overnight. The ability to, uh, before I could only bring on agents uh, within, you know, a driving radius near me within my own state. But now I was able to scale my business and now I can have agents and I do have agents not only in the state of Illinois, but in Georgia, in California, in Texas, uh, in Florida, right? right. Uh, North Carolina. But also not only can I have agents in the 50 states, I can also have agents in 25 different countries as well. Nice. Right. So it allowed me to scale. And that's what, <laughs> excuse me, that's what business is really about. Yes, you want to start it, but then you want to start to grow it and scale it as well. Mm -hmm. Very true. All right. Why else will you run it for? Exactly. <laughs> you got sometimes take some risk to get the rewards. <clears throat> Excuse me, man. It's you okay, brother. Cold. Take your time. You okay? I got the flu Monday yeah. from a Christmas party. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. And uh <clears throat> it's uh it's coming to the last the last stretch of it. Right. And I've just been fighting, man, and everybody telling me, man, why don't you get some rest, man? Sit down, sit down. Man, I'm not sitting down, man. I don't know how to sit down. Literally, yeah. man, I'm talking to you right now, walking around. I just don't know how to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't. Because you're used to being on the go all the time. That's why. Man, I've been like this since. Oh, so one time uh, I was at my last job, right? Right. And, uh, the, the director at the time, I got I got five promotions in four years at my last job, my last corporate job. And uh, so uh, they had they had put me in a training. Right. They, you know, they had us go out, outsource the training. We had to go there for like a week and go to these, this class or whatever. So I didn't know I was about to get promoted. Mm. So they put me in a in a training with all of these different people from different different uh, branches of the company. And it was from our office. It was the director and then me, right? Right. So we we were in there and we were, they was asking us stuff and asking our opinions and whatever. We had to do some type of exercise and me and the director teamed up. And I, don't care, I didn't care he was my director. My opinion <laughs> is my opinion. Right. You know? <clears throat> and a uh, cool guy. So we started kind of going back and forth and he just kind of wanted me to like bow down or whatever, right? I'm like, for what? Like, this is all role play. It's all like for experience. 
You know, like, why? Why would I? Right. So, you shouldn't have to. <laughs> so so we were going back and forth, and he's just looking at me. He going back and forth, and then we just arguing like this. And then next thing, we just, like, we it went off – we went off the topic, like we were done with that, but we were still going back and forth. And uh, then it was like, all right, all right, all right, you guys are going on and on. And then, you know, broke us, broke us up, not broke us, not separated us, but just like told us to basically chill, stop or whatever, so they could go on with the class. But right. it was like, it was like all good. It wasn't like a bad thing. Like nobody was like arguing or anything like that. It wasn't negative, but so then later, um, he asked me, and I didn't know why he was at, why he asked me that. He told me later. Uh, he was like, so he, he he looked over at me at some point in the class that day or the next day or some. He was like, um, let me ask you a question. I said, what? He said, uh, why why are you what what why are you like why are you the way that you are? Like, what makes you like? Why are you competitive like that? What what where do you get that from? I looked him straight in the eyes. I said, man, I was born like this. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, and it wasn't me trying to say some smooth stuff because nobody had ever asked me that before. But it's right. just what naturally came out. That's the best answer that I could give. And I was born this way. I don't know. I don't know no other way to be. You know, so um, they say, can you make an entrepreneur? Can you make someone successful? Are people just born that way? Now, I think you can, um, you know, help people to become successful. But I think just that that person that has that drive and that energy and like that's just that individual. But, yeah, you can. People can be made into being successful. But that 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 highly competitive spirit, something about that individual uh, either they were born that way or something that happened, I feel like, very on, early on in life or at some point in life that made them that way. I don't really think it happens when they hit 20 and 30. You know, I think it's like it, ha it has to happen somewhat earlier in lifetime if they just if it's just not natural DNA. That's right. just my opinion. Yeah, they born that dog in them. Or you got to have a dog. Yep. You gotta have a dog, man. Yeah, once you have, you can't let nobody take it from you either. Oh man, nah. You if you let somebody take it, you ain't ever have it. Yeah, facts. <laughs> you, thought you, had, you thought you had it. If you let somebody take it, you you never had it. You thought you had it. You know, you had it. You had a t-shirt you had the, the the collar you had the accessories but nah you never really had it if if, if somebody's able to take that away and uh i always been like that you know i never kissed no behind never brown nose uh none none of that you know just being the individual that i am um, for the most part, man, I didn't change the way, you know, people sometimes they say they got their work voice and all of that. The same way that I talk right here. Yeah. It's the same way that I talk when I was in corporate America, right? right. Because, uh, um, and some people say, um, your, your grammar, your grammar ain't perfect. It, you, it's not right. Right. But, but I feel like, I feel like that's so insulting because, 
if I told you, if I told you I was from the South Side streets of Chicago, grew up in the projects, oh, I'm hood, I'm slang. I'm speaking right. slang. But if I told you I was from down south of Mississippi, oh, that's his southern draw. Mm. Bro, it's so contradictory and it's insulting. All right. You know, like that's my dialect from where which identifies from where I'm from. But because you don't like where I'm from or don't approve where I'm from, it's ghetto, it's hood, it's unprofessional. But let somebody come from, you know, old town Texas road (laughs) and you know with a cowboy hat on, I love the way you talk. Right. It's crazy. And we buy into that. So what do we try? They made us love, love their wealth and hate ourselves. You know, that's Kanye. Right. Yeah, yeah. That boy speaks a lot of truth. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? So um, I I never really wanted to change to be somebody that I wasn't because, man, at the end of the day, we got... 90 years on this, 80 years on this planet, if we lucky. Right. People running around here like they're going to live forever. That's not how it works. You're not <laughs> Moses, brother. <laughs> Spend 50, 60 years of your life pretending to be somebody else. Not me. No. Nope. Unless I'm an actor like Denzel. <laughs> 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 I think the worst thing people do is judge somebody like without getting to know them like how do you know who I am personally as a person come on they don't want people to get to know them they want people to like them right accept them everybody looking for acceptance everybody that's why everybody run around they look the same you know they clones everybody's clones everybody look like each other Right. You're not standing outside the box and being who you truly are meant to be. Everybody look like each other, but then they judge other people. Mm. (laughs) Everybody's like got their whole sense of identity by mimicking someone else. And if someone doesn't look like them, even though they look like someone else, they judge that person and, 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 and make them an outcast. A bunch of copycatting going on. Man, and a whole lot of finger pointing. Absolutely. Point the finger at yourself first. <laughs> you got to be aware to do that. Facts. <laughs> got to be aware to do that. They don't even know. They don't even know that where the, when the finger should be pointed at themselves. You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the, that's, the, that's the hard part is the self-awareness piece like, can I see myself? See, some people say, look in the mirror. Well, can, can you see yourself in the mirror? Is the right. thing before you can even look at yourself in the mirror? Can you see yourself? Because what difference do it make if you can't see yourself? You look in the mirror, you're going to say, yeah, I'm good. You have no idea, no clue. That's when they talk about the matrix. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's Everybody like, did you look deep into your it. soul? <laughs> man, man. Look deep into your soul. Look deep into yourself, your morals, your values, your reasoning, your why, all of that. All of it. 
all right. of it. You know, is you is you selling? Boy, some people to sell their soul for a few dollars. It's sad but true, man. They talk about uh, uh, people in Hollywood selling their soul for millions. It's people that's it's people that selling their souls that's not even you know middle class America selling selling their souls for acceptance in a grade school. Mm. There's different levels of selling your soul. You see, you see what I'm saying? But they don't really know, man. It's it's it might be smaller levels of it, but it's still happening. If man, I gotta look a certain way. I gotta fit. I gotta fit in. I can't. I don't want to step out the box because you know. Now they we not having these conversations necessarily in our head because it's all subconscious, right? Right, that's a form of selling your soul. But that same individual that's trying to fit in in a office, fit in in school, fit in in college, fit in, you know, this the social club, fit in at the at the nightclub, fit in at the community gathering, whatever, right? Fit in at the church, you know. But they'll point their finger at somebody else and say they selling their soul. Why mm-hmm. they selling their soul? Because they did it for some millions. Low key, you might have did it for free. Whew. Free, <laughs> preach, brother. We ain't come here for all that, man. We it's all good to preach, bro. <laughs> it's all but good. I'm you just speak the truth, man. That's all it is. You're speaking the truth. It is what it is, man. Yeah, you know, and all we could do is live our best life, man. But once you're aware of something. You know, you can't go backwards. You can't go another route, you know, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's freedoms in it, you know, as well, you know, and, and you just have to be grateful that you can live in your freedom, but don't mean that us living in our freedom is better than somebody else living in their bliss. Mm. Right. So people say, man, we need to save everybody. Well, who am I to want to say they need to be saved? Right. <laughs> you asked me to do a job I didn't ask to do. Like, what's going on here? Right. You you might be trying to say somebody don't want to be saved. They might be good where they at. That's that's the matrix. That's that whole thing about the matrix. But people people look at that movie and they say it was two different worlds and all that. No, they trying to separate the two different in a movie as two different worlds. So you can see what it looks like if it was separated, but it's really all one. Right. Yeah, man. It's a crazy world, man. So your next topic is what made you decide to add financial literacy and consulting to your business model? It it all flows together, man. Um, You know, financial consultancy, everything is motion, energy. Uh, The word currency has the word current in it. Right, current, like as in right now, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. It is current, as in like the waves and how the current rushes in. Right, it's motion. Right, it's time. Everything is all. It's all attached. Right, and then I had a lot of clients as well 
that couldn't um, get approved for homes. And then we had to deny them uh, due to their credit. Um, so instead of just like saying, hey, I can't help you, the goal is really to leave legacy, right? And leave right. a legacy could be meaning building an empire of wealth, but it also means or could mean to each individual, it could be different. But it also means how many people did you affect on this planet before you left? Mm-hmm. See, a lot of people say there's superheroes out here. There's heroes, there's firemen, there's policemen, there's veterans, and shots out to all of them. But in my in my case, a realtor can be a hero too. Agreed. Because one thing is, man, I don't necessarily believe in fate. I don't necessarily believe in that because let's say you had an individual living, you know, in an impoverished neighborhood and that individual you see on the news, they kid was playing on the front porch and got hit by a stray bullet and, and, and passed away. Now, on that same day, at that same moment, if they wasn't living in that neighborhood, are you telling me they would have got hit by a bus or a car or they would have tripped and fell down some stairs and they would have passed away? I'm not buying it. Right. I'm not buying it. So if I can help someone to fix their credit, to understand how to keep their debt down below 30% utilization and then help them come back and buy a house. You don't know what type of impact that you've had on that family to put them into a better environment, right? Could something go wrong in a better environment? Yes. But at the end of the day, me, me and law, women, law numbers don't. Preach. So you, so you know that if you help them to get into a better environment, you just increase they odds of success and longevity in life. So I'll take those odds. Right. Right. And so that's why I said, man, I got to do what I can to help people understand how to get themselves in positions with better odds. Mm. So when I jumped into the financial literacy piece, it started with just credit restoration. But then after that, it grew into not only personal credit, but helping individuals build business credit. Right. Then helping individuals get business loans and then get business loans separate from their Social Security number, just in their EIN number. And then helping individuals to purchase property in their business name, separate from their personal Social Security number, just in their EIN number, and also how to help people preserve wealth through uh, life insurance and through um, trusts, which most people are like not really aware of how powerful trusts are. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's where it kind of all uh, spawned from, uh, really, and, and and this business is a business of impact on people to leave your mark, your legacy, because we can, we all can get a tombstone at the end of the day, but is, is, is somebody going to talk about when you pass and say, man, he helped me do this. She helped me do that because of him, because of her, you were able to do this, right? Like if you think about it, 
Most people don't even know who their great great grandfather is or their great great grandmother's name, right? Or their right. great 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 three greats down. They don't really know them. You know why? Why? Because they, they wasn't that great. Mm. <laughs> Dropping gems. <laughs> they wasn't. If they was that great, see, so you would have a trust, a family trust. You would probably be a trust fund baby. Mm. You would probably have a family crest or shield, right? But you right. don't. If their last name was Croc, their last name was Pepsi. Their last name was Gucci. Their last name was Rockefeller. I'm pretty sure you remember who they was. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. But but because they wasn't that great, it's just a, another lost moment in time. Agreed. Right? So, so we got to really look at what type of impact we want to leave on this planet before we go. If we don't leave a an impact, a mark, or something, it's just it was just a waste of time. And then that's when my thoughts come back in with re reincarnation. <laughs> mm. That's a whole nother story, though. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, man. Man, I can hear the preacher in you. Man, I can feel the spirit. <laughs> it's always in me, man. It's always in me. That's what keep me going, bro. Absolutely, man. You just taking it one day at a time, man. Man, absolutely, one day at a time. Trying to, trying to take on two. Trying to get two days in one if I can. Absolutely, man. He's like, forget twenty four seven. I'm trying to get twenty five eight. Twenty five eight, man. Look, I got a clothing line. Go it for didn't it. even really start as a clothing line, though. It really was an expression of me. Mm -hmm. I didn't like, I didn't, you know, some people that say, I'm going to start a clothing line because I want people to wear my clothes. It wasn't, it wasn't that. It was, I wanted, I wanted to put something on a shirt so I could, my identity, my brand, my, who I am can be said without me saying it. So now it's kind of like, okay, different designs have come in. I'm not really pushing it as a clothing line. I'm more so pushing it as a movement. Mm. You know, like if this the type, if this is the type, look, you have, think about if somebody puts on a Michael Jordan jersey. Why do they put on a Michael Jordan jersey? They I like he's definitely one of the greats. They like, look, the man I want to be like him. I want to be like Mike. They had a whole right. song. I want to be a whole commercial. I want to be, I want to be like Mike. Yep. Like to be like Mike. Right? They put on a, uh, um, uh, 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 what's his name? Greek, the Greek, Genobi, not Genobi. Oh, Giannis? Giannis, Giannis. I can't yep. say his last name. Nobody right? can. <laughs> <laughs> I was struggling. But you put on one of his because, see, when you put that on, it's like saying, hey, I'm great too. I want to be like the great. That's like putting on a cape if you were Superman. That's right. like, a, you know what I mean? That's like something that's in powerful. I'm this, I'm identifying this. That's why we wear Nike. That's where we wear Gucci, et cetera, right? Right. Okay, but let's say, let's say you put that jersey on. And it makes you feel like, hey, I, I, I would be a great NBA player, and it's the NBA player that I would be. 
okay, well, what if somebody don't want to be an NBA player or a basketball player or a fashion designer? What if they just want to be a boss? They just want to be a, the entrepreneur. They just want to, I want to just go hard, right? What do I identify with? Right. Right. So then that's when I came up with Beast Mode 1440. Ooh, I like that. Because because Beast Mode, uh, we all know what that is. Yeah. That's just going, that's going hard in the paint. Yep. I'm going hard in the paint. If you're in my way, you about to get rolled over. Right? right? But the 1440, I came up with that because I was big on time. Like, I'm always talking about time. Right. And how time is of the essence. And I said, man, if you if you if you know, if you are so uh, uh, time is so important to you, if it's of the essence to you, it's 24 hours in a day. But, but you can't be that serious about time because you don't even know how many minutes in a day. Mm-hmm. It's one thousand four hundred and forty minutes in a day. Don't waste a minute. So when you when you want to identify with something that of an entrepreneur status, of a go hard status, right? And you need some to express that. That beast mode fourteen forty on your chest is like when Superman rip his shirt open. It's the S on the chest. It's the beast mode fourteen forty. That's what the hustlers, the the grinders, the entrepreneurs. Like, that's something for them to represent with. But I didn't make it for them. Mm. I made it for me. And I realized, man, it might be some other people that feel the same way. Right. Yeah. So that's a personal brand. But I just opened it up for other people. You know, and if it blow, it blow. But if not, that's all you're going to see me wearing. Right. You know, you're going to have people inquiring like, yo, what's that in your shirt? What's that mean? What's that about? (laughs) That's all you're going to see me wearing. You won't see yep. a Nike. You won't see Adidas or nothing on my chest. Right? I'm gonna have, I might have some Jordans on with my sweater or with my hoodie. But until I start making shoes, I'm going to wear Jordans. But then after that, you won't see me with no Jordans on my feet no more either. Nope. You're your own boss. You're wearing your own merch at that point. Exactly. Exactly. But see, everybody can't do that. Nope. Because they're going be, to be worried about acceptance from the rest when they don't even realize the greats wore it when nobody else was. Right. It's the difference between being a leader and a follower. Mm-hmm. Everybody flashing they, they jury and who made it and the clothes and all of that stuff. Bro, y'all rocking somebody else's last name. Yep. If you was if you were truly a leader, man, shots out to Sean John. You know what I mean? Shots out to 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 Rock Aware. Shots yep. out to For Us By Us. Fubu. You know what I mean? Shots out to man. Shots out to those brands. Like man, I'm gonna just put it out there for myself. I ain't. Gonna, I'm not gonna worry about rocking nobody else stuff. I'm gonna just rock my own stuff. Right. Before somebody else do it. Because can't nobody else do it. <laughs> it got to start with me. Or else it don't start at all. Right. It got to start somewhere. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And it's crazy that you mentioned that because, like, I have merch for this podcast. 
and I've had people buy it. Like I have random strangers come up to me like, yo, what is your podcast about? And they're like, oh, is that you on the, the hoodie and stuff like that? And I'll go into detail. And then that's how they know about my podcast and they start supporting me or start buying merch. And I never like ask people. It just randomly happens. Man, I put the merch up and that's how it happens. I put the merch up for me so I could access it. So I could just like hear the vendor. I could just go buy it when I want to buy it. Like, and then people think it's something that I had just came up with. No, yep. I build, I've been had it. I've been had it, but now it's just like I I needed to, I did it so I could have access to it when I wanted it. You know, and easy because I don't want to. I don't want to sit and pr- print and press everything. I just want to design. You know, right. my my logo, how I want it, and then I want to be able to grab it for myself. That was the only reason. It was the never. It was never attention like where I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna put this brand out, have everybody wear it. I'm gonna put a fashion show together. Nah, definitely not. Definitely not. I probably you probably. I'll probably never even do a fashion show unless somebody else come and like take the brand over and like, all right, man, you got to do this. Like that would be like not something I'm trying to put together. Right. Could it grow? Like, could your brand grow to that? Could my brand grow to that? Yeah. Because you know why? Because we embody the lifestyle. Right. You know, it's not like people want to create a brand or they want to create a clothing line and then they expecting the clothing line to take off. No, the clothing line, man, you, 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 you don't see some of the worst looking clothes, worst looking shoes. You know, why do we take off? Because it's associated with a lifestyle. You be like, how do you even come up with that name? Why that name even cool? The name ain't cool. It's the lifestyle that came along with it, which made the name cool. Right. They don't understand it until it's too late and they catch on and it's a wrap already. Yep. It's a when it's a wrap, that means because it don't flop. Yeah. It's at a standstill, and that's what a wrap means right yep. there. <laughs> Absolutely. People go they they gotta understand from the jump, man, before it's too late. Problem is ain't nobody giving nobody the game. Right. Yeah, there's not enough people <laughs> to give the game. There's people like, hey, if you give the game, are people willing to listen? Well, I think we're coming into that age where more people are starting to listen, especially with TikTok and podcasts. And there's so much information being given out there. And we're learning more. And there's, right. and there's more resources. And people starting to believe I actually less in college, statistics show, you know. And I heard that even Google took the cat the 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 criteria for someone to have a bachelor's degree or master's degree off their uh, job requirements. Wow. Because if they could code, what difference do it make? So it's just like the world is changing. So I, I, I think people are starting to see it more and more, but we still so far behind because why do you think like people have whole families of doctors, whole, whole families of attorneys, Right. Generations because they passed the information down, passed the information down, passed the information down. Well, when we didn't have no nothing to pass down, no craft to really pass down. All we passing down is debt, struggle, 
I just want you to have a better life than me. <laughs> so I got, so I got to work from the ground up and get it out the mud. So you don't have to, but I can't teach you nothing else more than that. Right. Man. So it's like, when you look at it, this generation, I'm an eighties baby. Same this here. Generation. Okay. This generation right here, when it comes to the black community, think about it, man. We really the first generation out. Yep. We really the first generation out. You had slavery, right? Then after slavery, we had a moment where we had Black Wall Street, but they burned it all down, mm -hmm. right? Then you had, um, of course, discrimination and all that still kind of to this day. But then you had heroin epidemic. Then you had crack cocaine epidemic. Right. Right. That really like was done like 90s, late 90s, mid 90s. Right. If you got through that. Right. Because we was young when that was all happening. Mm -hmm. Right. So now it's like, OK, we can we can start getting jobs. Right. We can't really come burn down our community. Now they can try to keep money out the community, but they can't really come burn out a community. They can't, there's no hanging and stuff of that nature. Like some places it might still be somewhere around the country because I heard they still got some Jim Crow laws in certain places. Mm, but sadly. But yeah, but but other than you got kids out here in the street and it's still violence and popping some pills and things of that nature. But when you really look at it, it's not in comparison to the to the crack cocaine, the heroin epidemic, or slavery. We really the first generation out. Right. And then when people say, man, why do I have to be the one to break the generational curse? Because you're the first one out. It's a, it's a blessing. Absolutely. It's an opportunity. It's a privilege for you to say, why do I have to be? You should be saying, I'm so happy. I'm so glad. I feel so blessed that I could be the first one to break generational curses. Right. It's a lot of weight that, that's on our shoulders that we got to say, man, I want to carry this. Right. Carry the mantle. Man. Come on, man. But people don't, people don't really know history because history becomes the past. Right. They feel like slavery. They feel like the 60s. They feel like the civil rights movement was forever ago. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't even a full lifetime ago. Nope. Yep, so. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's God just be able to spread that message to the next generation and Make sure they consume the information and then pass it down to the generation after them, and so on and so forth. Yeah, brother. Well, that's why you're doing what you're doing. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. And you and you putting the information out there, man, because information ch changes situations. Facts. You know, so um, information is is, is and knowledge is power. You know, it, it's 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 potential power. You know, it's not it's not even actual power until it's applied. Mm. You know, so but we're gonna get there, man. It's just hey, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do everything in my power that I can to 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 break that curse right, right here. Uh in, in, in my way, 
and not in somebody else's way or expectation of me, but in my way, right? I'm going to do everything that I can to do that because for, if nothing else, for our parents, for our siblings, but for our ancestors right. that went through so much, man, like people don't realize we owe them. Yep. They, they, went through, they went through the worst, so we wouldn't have to go through it. Man, they tossing and turning their graves, but people don't even really realize, man, we owe them. They did it for us, but we looking at it. We got individuals out here looking at it like, man, that was just the time they went through. I guess they had to do what they had to do for that moment. They weren't doing it for them. No, it's for us, the future <laughs> generations after them. The people don't understand that, man. They don't comprehend this information. They think they was doing it for them. Nope. Oh, bro, they was they was doing it for their children and their children's children. Like, man, it's crazy because we be watching some of those. You see those history books and you see the videos and they in black and white. That's what make it seem old to people because it's in black and white. Technology right. just moves so quick. And people don't even realize they looking at them, 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 they, 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 that time, that time. You could be looking at your cousin in that book. Right. You don't even know it. Don't even know. You could be looking at your, 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 one of your uh, uncles, your great uncles or great cousins or granddad, or like great grand, great, great granddad or something. You don't even, your, your great, great granddad's brother or brother-in-law or mother-in-law. You don't even know. Nope. Cause we so disconnected, man. We so disconnected. Even our last names. Mm-hmm. People don't even know where their last names come from. You know, like think about it. If we originated from Africa, our last name wouldn't be Lewis. It wouldn't nope. be Robinson. Think about it. Nope. You know. <laughs> Man, so so it's just we so disconnected from from our our power, our worth, uh, and it and it has us operating outside of it because we don't realize, you know, the potential and the power that we do have. Absolutely, and a great example of that, and it sucks that he's not here. Nipsey Hustle, man. Absolutely. That's a prime example of a brother beyond his years, man. Like, he was so intelligent, man. Yeah, man. I don't know if it's like a combination, though, you know, because you got you got intelligence, but then you got to have emotional intelligence as well. Right. And, you know, I think his emotional intelligence had him wanting to go back to the neighborhood the way he did. But right. you got to understand, man, um, you can give back, but but don't put yourself in a position where somebody could potentially take you out and you can't give no more. Because right. because if you put yourself in that position, knowing what could happen, you know, I know you'd say, hey, you got you got the juice, you got power and all that, but knowing what could happen and you put yourself at risk, it's kind of being if you think about it, you being selfish. Because if you get if you if you are lost. If you get lost and become a casualty, it's a lot of lives that you couldn't, that you're not going to be able to reach no more. Right. You know, so the emotional intelligence piece, especially coming from the hood, and you coming from that environment, you can't think because you made money that things don't change, that things is different for you now. 
that, oh, it can happen to somebody else, but it can't happen to me. When you already know from the environment that you come from, people are, people are rob you for your chain. For a chain that they ain't got to go and resell. Right. But, but, uh, or, or, or get into it with you, uh, 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 over, over a, a girl. Right. Right. So now you in the neighborhood and you, they, for one, they know you got money, right? More than enough money to want to rob you, right? You, you already know you don't leveled up and got rank. You, even if you had rank in the neighborhood now, just because of your stardom, you got more rank than the individuals that's in that neighborhood. Right. Even though they might be gang affiliated rank, you celebrity rank. Mm-hmm. It's difference. That's going to create a level of jealousy. Yep. I mean, come on, man. So it's just, it, look, uh, now, not only that, uh, the, 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 the big homies might be mad at the little homies showing you more love. Well, you might have some females out there that is all over you. And then as soon as the, the celebrity come around, they don't forgot about you. You ain't a no man. Mm, it goes hand in hand. And you in a neighborhood, right? In, a, in an environment, I should say, where it's a lot of people that feel like they ain't got nothing to lose. Yep, they're going to do whatever they got to do. Man. Especially if some alcohol get in them. Oh, Lord. Alcohol <laughs> makes you do crazy things, bro. <laughs> man. So, you know, it's just, man, Um, you just got to be, you just got to understand, man, like, you hit a certain level in life, it, it's the difference between being smart about it and 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 selling and not selling out. Like it's, you could you could distance yourself enough to where you you still can be there, but not be there. You're not selling out. You just can't be the same individual. Because think about it, man. Think about it. And I'm not trying to take this down like a hood lane or whatever. But yeah, when you get home invasions. You hear about somebody got stuck up, got robbed, or whatever. Somebody kicked their dough in. Nine times out of ten, they find out it was somebody that they knew. Mm-hmm. Inside job, right? So, so if you a celebrity and you going back to the neighborhood, it's a good chance, and you try to keep the same individuals around you. It's a good chance the ones that do you dirty, we don't live through that when when it wasn't a lot of money. You're gonna mm-hmm. live, it ain't gonna change because it's just gonna everything they say they say the individual that you are money will amplify it right if those type of individuals are those type of individuals and more money is on the table whatever type of individual they are will be amplified by the presence or the potential of that money right absolutely so yeah, man. But I ain't trying to go left in the conversation, man. Nah, you all good, bro. It's just you get to a certain point in life. You can't be in that environment no more. You can't have those same type of people around you anymore because you're not the same person. Not saying you're better than somebody else. You're growing. You're maturing. And then you got family to take care of. Like Priorities change. Like Things shit changes, man. Yeah, so now it becomes... 
who can I put into my environment or whose environment can I get into that's positive? Right. That's, that's you know, if I surround myself by five millionaires, I'm bound to be the sixth. Right. Absolutely. You're, you're in a different life. You're in a different tax bracket. You're in a different circle now. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And it just, and it has to be, it has to be that way. And either the individuals that surround you is going to move up with you. Right. Or y'all going to separate. Like I always say, you can't take everybody on this journey called life with you, man. Man, you can't. You shouldn't be trying to take them. They should be trying to go along. Right. You know, you shouldn't be like, man, hey, man, you coming? You going to go? No, it should be, all right, all right, man, I'm packing my bag. They're like, man, I got mine packed already, too. I'm like, fair enough. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, man, I already I packed my, packed my bag. All right, I already called for the car. Yep. You know, it should be like that. It shouldn't be like, man, all right, I packed my bag. I'm about to go on this journey. Uh, you come in, uh, you, you need an outfit. All right, let, all right, we got to get you an outfit. No, no. Nope. You, you ready or not, man? Here I come. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Yes, sir. So at this point in my pod, I always turn it over to my guests, and you can ask me any question that you want. Oh, I can ask you a question. Yep. All right, man. Well, look, my question is, um, man, what what is what is your mission for yourself, for this podcast, for everything that you're doing right now? What's 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 the mission that you're on? What's the journey you on, man? What's tell me what this whole thing looks like and plays out with when right before the credits roll. What they gonna what what is gonna look what Desmond movie gonna look like? Ooh, you're the first person to ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. So I do pre I do everything, man. Every move I make, everything I do is for my kids, man. It's for me. It's all about legacy, man. What I want to leave behind. Like we was talking about earlier, what impact do you? I want to make on this world. I want to like make a difference. Um, I like to, with this podcast, I like to expand it even further than it is now. I like to get to know different people from walks of life, hear their life stories, what their goals and dreams are, what uh, struggles they went through, what triumphs have they done, like a variety of different things, man. So like for me, it's definitely about, creating a legacy that's worthy enough to the point that I'm proud of what I'm doing. Most importantly that my kids are proud of too. Man, absolutely. Well, you're doing it every day because something that I was thinking about today, especially with this technology that we have, right. Your kids are going to be able to come back and hear your voice when you're gone. Right. Your kids is going to be able to come back. They're going to be able to look at my, YouTube channel when I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't have that with my mom. Like we have a like videos, a whole lot of videos or nothing like that on recording. You got some pictures and stuff like that. But with technology, man, like 
is, is, is if they if these platforms continue to exist, you could you could have a library, right, uh, of you and your voice and your actions and your movements and your gestures, right, uh, into perpetuity, right. So you definitely, you definitely leaving that legacy, man. Doing what you're doing right here, man. Salute to you, brother. Um, I already know, you know, you're gonna hit higher, even higher levels and pinnacles of success than you already hit right now. Man, I I just want to say I appreciate that, man. That means a lot. It's very flattering, man. For real, though. Man, likewise, bro. I already know, man. I can feel it. Uh, I know when I see it, man, and I know uh, I know your show is, is blowing up. It's going to blow up even more, man. Let's just keep going, keep pushing, next level. Absolutely, man. One day at a time, one move at a time. If not two, three moves at a time. <laughs> man, it ain't checkers this chest, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yes, sir. Preach, preach. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, look, I want to let everybody know one place they can find me. They can Go find everything it. that they they my social media, my YouTube, my reverb nation, whatever. www.coachaziz.info. C O A C H A Z as in zebra, I Z Z as in zebra, A Z I Z. coachaziz.info. They can find anything they need to find on me. Y'all better follow Mr. Shabash. Y'all better do it. This dude been dropping gems the whole time, man. <laughs> there it is. There it is, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for man. having me. And man, maybe we'll do this again sometime in the future, too. Absolutely. I'm totally down, man. I just want to say once again, thank you once again for accepting my invitation to come on the pod. I really appreciate it, man. Um, hope you have a good rest of your evening ahead. Enjoy your weekend. And most importantly, happy holidays, brother. Yeah, happy holidays, man. I can't wait to the new year. 2023, baby. Let's run it up. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> you take care, brother. All right, brother. Peace. Yeah. Peace out.